Three months have passed since Oasis fell into the earth. With the arrival of refugees from the fallen city, Nomad has doubled in size. Those without children stay in the old barracks outside the city walls. Those with children have been housed in the city. Nomad is an industrious and peaceful place. There are vast expanses for parks and gardens, and a thriving theater scene happy for the arrival of a new audience to entertain. Nomad seems to be more industrious too, if in a different way from Oasis. They have large solar panels on their roofs and are running electricity to the barracks. After three months of living here, the people of Oasis are making it more like home. The primary religion is much like Oasis, they worship their city's patriarch. He is said to be a wise and gentle ruler. The Church of Nomad is a great presence here and has done much to help the Oasians. A group is being put together to go back and explore the ruins of the fallen city now that the weather is warming. With spring on the horizon, a sense of relief has fallen over the city. You've all made it through the winter together, and warmer days are ahead. Is your heart ready to be warmed by friendship? Is your mind ready to be intrigued by mystery? Is your body ready to be awed by magic? Then you're ready for The Fable Forge. What have you been up to? Well, I didn't expect to be traveling so soon in the winter, so that's disrupted my flow a little bit. But here I've been staying with friends that I have in the city, spending a lot of time in the refugee camps. I deliver messages there, gather gossip, and learning to play music, actually, from a fellow named Kava Suntil. You know, I've discovered that the odd bits of skills and information that I picked up in my travels have many practical uses to help the refugees and the city at large. I don't know where Felix is. I guess I haven't thought to look. Winter, however, is fine. I I checked on her a few times. We've talked briefly, but I've distanced myself a little bit from the expedition crew. I felt we needed a little bit of space. And now our new cast member, Oriak. What what have you been doing here in the city? Well, my name's Oriak Undrald of the Order of DK, Occupation Paladin, former Occupation uh, Soldier for a certain organization, if you catch my drift. But that is squarely behind me now, since Oasis fell. <laughs> or ironic that it being called Oasis when it was anything but that for a guy like me. But what do I know? Now, enough about the past. Best to look forward, as my ma always says. Since coming to Nomad, I've been helping the Oasis congregation of DK settle in and get set up at the local temple. Nothing fancy, just hauling boxes mostly, bringing donated supplies to the refugee camp outside the city. See, I'm more the muscle, 
type of help, as opposed to the more sensitive, intelligent types who's a handling the counseling aspects and logistics of it all. Now, most of the other paladins have got themselves set up in the temple proper, but my ma had to stay out in the barracks, on account of us not knowing no one here and nomad, and she not being inclined towards decay and all like myself. So that's where I'm at too. Can't leave her behind, especially not now. Since coming back from prison, I made a vow to myself and my goddess to take care of her, so that's what I'm gonna do. Also, staying in the camp means I'm closer to my boy Sita. We're making a plan, see, to get his sentence commuted on account of the extenuating circumstances of the fucking city falling in and him being all reformed now, like myself. So that's what I've been up to. Things uh, seem to be looking up, finally. And I hesitate to even ask, but Coriander, what have you been doing? Dear Diary, oh, hello. It's been three months, and after basically totally 100% succeeding on our mission to save our beloved city of Oasis, myself and most of the displaced true old clan were taken in by a place called the Blue Rose Bakery in Nomad. Since they had extra room above the shop to house refugees, I've just been trying to keep to myself and explore the surrounding wilderness, as is my usual way, but I just can't help getting caught up in taking care of this gigantic family. After all, the Trueholds went from a chaotic single-parent household to an even more chaotic zero-parent household, and also without the house part. A hyper-chaotic zero-parent hold. As the second oldest sibling living with the family currently, I've had to lean a bit harder on the nurturing side of my personality. And yes, that does include Stick Boy, who is still currently living with me. But as is my other usual way, because I am, of course, ever vigilant in my pursuit of aggressively doing the right thing without making a good plan beforehand, I just can't stop thinking about this larger looming threat. Also, I've been kissing a boy. Yesterday, you were all delivered a letter via royal courier. Each is hand-delivered to you by a beautifully dressed and fresh-faced elven youth. I should mention that most of this city is elven. Question, is it the same elven youth? Or do we each have one? Yes, yes. This is one. This is like the royal courier. The paper is fine, the letter sealed in wax. Inside is the following missive, written in what you have come to realize is the royal color of an icy blue. Dear heroes, we have heard of your great deeds in Oasis prior to the city's regrettable fall. There is a matter we would like to discuss with you. There has been an appointment set for you with the Lord Nomad on the day after tomorrow. You will be fetched by royal coach at the way station in City Square. Please dress appropriately to be received by the court. Yours, Rowan Goodlad, Royal Scribe. So you've met to discuss the contents Mm. of this letter on an afternoon in the one of the local taverns within the city limits. I think you've all been here before. It's called the Drowning Dragon. And the reason why I say that you've maybe all been there before is that your friend Pickles the Dragon is actually working currently drowning inside (laughs) currently drowning (laughs) as you are all on your way in i would actually like all of you to roll a perception check perception you say yes please 15 okay six 
Okay. 17. Hot damn. Coriander, you get the sense that someone is following you. I look behind me. I, there's nothing. God, it's I just, just a crowd. I mean, it's a crowd of people. Ugh. None of them seem very focused on you. Did we come in together or did we agree to did meet you? here? Uh, I think we agreed to meet here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we all come in one by one. So if I'm coming in by myself and I think I'm being followed. Yeah, you send someone watching you. I don't know that you're like, me. you know, that thing that people do where like you're driving in the car on the highway and you're just like staring out the window and then like a semi truck driver like looks over at you because you're yeah. like looking at them. Yeah. It's kind of that feeling that mm. like. Someone is looking in your general direction. Is it the person in the semi truck outside? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Okay, I get into the other side of the semi truck. Okay. <laughs> no, this is getting no. away. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I'm just going to keep that information to myself then. That's okay. not. That's not something that I, I. I look around more, and if I don't see someone, I just have this weary feeling, and perhaps I will watch my words. Yeah. Right. Corey, good one. <laughs> you know me. So you walk into the tavern, and it is early afternoon. So there's not a lot going on. The regulars kind of, you got some grizzled old adventurers sitting near the fire, Mm -hmm. having lunch, basically. They serve spicy food here. The dragon. Exclusively. Even the ale. No. Yeah. Uh, They probably have a spicy ale, but yeah, yeah, not exclusively. I order that. Pickles greets each of you as you come, come in and leads you over to a booth and takes your orders. And once you're all settled in pickles leaves you alone and you're in this sort of quiet early early spring late winter day but it's nice and warm in here you've got your food and you got your bev i take the chair closest to the fire scooch myself in there right because it's still uh it's like becoming spring currently Mm -hmm. so you're still in gotta keep myself warm mode yeah like it's like 60 degrees or something you know you're not (laughs) you're not toasty no cool Crispy Torin. Does spicy food help you warm up? Mm. Wait, hold on. Does spicy food help you warm up, Torin? Is this a good place for us to be? You know, uh, I enjoy eating it. I, I'd like to think that it helps me, but that might just be my justification for oh, ordering yes. more spicy food. The old placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ice cream helps me deal with my problems, so oh. I keep eating it. Oriak is probably running a little bit late. He's got a lot <laughs> on his plate right now. So as you two are talking about spicy food, it is probably when he walks in. Going to roll a perception to see if I see you guys. It's not hard to see them. It's like I said, it's pretty empty in here. Yeah. Uh, but Pickles comes over anyway and is like, oh, hey, it's you. Hi. Oh, you're that uh, that dragon, right? Yeah. Well, obviously yeah, you're a, a dragon. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my party's over there, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be over in a second to take your order. Sure, sure. I I just want some coffee, actually. Oh, yeah, we got coffee. All right. Okay, have fun. Bye. Okay, okay. As you enter in a, a, you know, fairly brash manner, uh, Corey looks at Torn and just goes like, (laughs) like like eyes open a little bit, like it's going to be fine, but oh, here here comes Ori. Yeah, Yeah. and um, oh, also, I don't like, so Ori is his nickname? Yeah. But I don't think that he'd be cool with you calling him Ooh, Ori. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what what would I introduce? He him? he introduced himself as Oriok. Oriok. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Great. 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 So he walks over to the table yeah. and slaps you on the back, Corey. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, you're that true hold kid, aren't you?" I sure am. Hello, Oriok. Hello, and uh, Torin. Was or, it? 
Yeah, that's me, uh, Oriak. Nice Great. to see you again. Nice, nice to see you too. Better circumstances this time, I believe. Oh, I don't know about that, but you know, I do like a good tavern. This place seems nice. Yes, everything here is spicy. Really? I ordered the basket of bagels. You just and, ordered uh, a fucking basket of bagels? Yes, it said for yourself. It said serves six, and I thought, you know. I could eat six bagels. Yeah, challenge accepted. Yeah, exactly. I like that, kid. Yeah. You know, I love a good bagel. They're one of the roundest foods we have. I I suppose. And Oriak is just like, this kid's fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we talking about bagels? And he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's not wrong, but... (laughs) Coriander's internal monologue is, I'm so good at small talk. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, uh, Oriak, do you eat many bagels? I mean... (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Do you? Does you know, anyone? I, this is the entirety of season two, everyone, in case you were wondering. Welcome to the Bagel Forge. I don't exactly, but uh, I figured you might, uh, seeing as how they're so holy, uh, you know. Oh, oh. Coriander what is that ex- supposed to mean? himself from the table. Because I'm a paladin, eh? I mean, you, you seem to be, uh, you know. I don't know if I appreciate that, Torin. Help. Torin, to be fair. That was a great joke. Yeah, I'm just messing with you, man. Hey. <laughs> That's a good well, one. Yeah. <laughs> and he slaps you on the back, too. I was going to say, Oriak comes off as the sort of person that would, like, push someone. Be like, I'm just messing with you. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know those I people. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Thor, kind of. Right, right. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. very strong. How tall are you, Oriak? Remind us of uh, your physical appearance and in general. Oh, yeah, you. that'd be great. He is, yeah. um, so he's not super tall for a half-orc. Five foot nine, three and oh, five okay. pounds. So yes, he's hefty. He's a, yeah, he's a stout boy. Yeah, yeah, he's like a barrel basically. What, just a barrel. <laughs> what color yeah. is his skin? What he look like? Like a kind of dusty green. Dusty green. Yes, I love a dusty green. Well, pull up a chair. It's great to see you again. Uh, yeah, great to see you guys too. Yeah. You get this letter. I, yeah, yes. I did. It was there was some uh, some elven kid gave it to me. And then just, you know, I don't know. Sounds like you're withholding something. Well, I, I just, uh... I, like, I, I, I'm no priest, but I could, you know, you could do confessional with me if you need to. Well, I, I know, I just, it seemed like it was a lot of work. Uh, you know, one kid running around the whole city, like royal courier, but also it's sort of a cushy job. I mean, we sort of, we did uh, have a little bit of a chit-chat about the <laughs> various, like, career aspirations. Of, what, is that an internship? Uh, yeah, and, you know, it It seems like it is. It's sort of like a, a page system where they're oh, trained sure, sure. and then they become, like, a cleric. Or It was nice. sort of fascinating, but, you know, it's just <laughs> things I'm interested in. Did he know any interesting things about mail fraud that he could fill you in on? He didn't know much, but I did offer to loan him the book that I have written on mail fraud. And what's, oh. I'm sorry, what's that called? What's the title? Yeah, could you read us an excerpt? <laughs> yeah, can we... Uh, well, it's called uh, I Once Knew a Male Frog. His name was Felix. <laughs> this is actually a book about male fraud, though. That's the whole title. <laughs> it's clumsy. You know, I'm working with my editor on that. Oh, boy. Felix comes over. Or not Felix. <laughs> Felix comes over. Pickles. Hey, what you like the to? same category <laughs> of creature in my yeah. brain. Uh, yeah. Pickles comes over with your coffee and says, there you go. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Can I get you guys anything else? I'd like more of these spicy bagels, please. 
You ate that whole basket? Well, almost all of them. The other one served as a prop for something I was trying to show Torin. So, uh, yes, five of six I did eat. What okay. was what were you trying to show what were you trying to show me? Uh, that was an excuse I ate all six. Oh. <laughs> right. So the uh, this letter uh, looks like we have an appointment the day after tomorrow. Looks like you're right. So how do you think these, these people heard about I mean we didn't do that much cool stuff. You know, I'm not I'm not certain and it wasn't exactly like most of the people that were there were us. How did Oasis... I mean, I guess he is a god... The nomad, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. His name is not Oasis. It's, it's hard it? to say, you know, because when you grow up in a religious tradition, you call God, God. And then right, yeah. When you learn of other traditions, they call God, God also, and you have to come up with new names that aren't God, like the word Earth. Religion is hard. Have either of you met Nomad? No, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've heard plenty about him. Might be a bit busy to just go meeting all these refugees individually, though. Like, yeah. I don't know, why would we have met him? Have you met him? You no. are a true hold, so... No, I am a true hold, but I don't find that that carries the same weight in Nomad as it did in Oasis. Must be a little yeah. jarring for you. It yeah. is. Privilege yeah. is a hard thing to shake. Hey, just like the rest of us now. <laughs> he slaps you on the back again. <laughs> I'm exactly like the rest of you. I have big welts on my back when I hang out with my friends. <laughs> is this... Okay, so, you know, I'm sure there's a lot to ask about this letter. But what worries me, what gives Coriander the most anxiety about the whole thing is the phrase, please dress appropriately to be received by the court. Yes. Without any description of what appropriate dress is to be received by the court. This seems like it's setting me up for ultimate shame and failure. And that's I, not something I'd like to experience. Ill SNF. Well, I mean, that, you know, it's a good, it's a good question. Like, do I yes. wear, do I wear a hat? <laughs> Do I wear booties? Yes. Hat, yes. I would say, like in our world, even though none of us have met the Queen of England, we could all make a reasonable guess about what you should probably wear to meet the Queen of England. The fanciest sure. thing you have. You know, like a tux, a nice mm -hmm. dress. It's a formal event. Yeah. I, I think it would be, I think you would have general knowledge enough in this world to know if we are meeting the ruler of a city, we're the nicest thing you own. Would yeah, I right. know yeah. of any like local dress things like hats versus no hats? Sure. Um, um, I would say that the aesthetic of this place is very Rivendell. Okay. Ooh. So I would say a robes, lot of robes. Your best robes. Corey likes a good robe. I also think. I mean, you're you're from a different culture. So, I mean, I wouldn't stress your... If your characters are stressed about it, fine. But <laughs> mm -hmm. in-game, I wouldn't stress yourselves sure, sure, sure. too much about the idea of, like, we must dress culturally appropriate. You know, wear your we best thing you would wear in Oasis. Sure. It's not like we'll be representing, like, a rival gang if we accidentally <laughs> wear red to no. and we'll get shot immediately. No, no, That's no. not what will happen. Great, great, great. Well... Here's what I say, folks. Uh, I think one of our first good buddy hangout times as the new good buddy squad, going to go to a fancy party. And that means we got to, we have to have a getting ready montage where we go to a local tailor and we ask them what the coolest thing is. I don't know about y'all, but I've got money to burn. He lies. Uh, <laughs> 17 on deception. Okay. All right. Um, 
What's that? A po- like a Oppose insight? Me. Yeah, right? insight. Okay. 13. Ha <laughs> I got 17. Oh, shit. Well, then what happens? What happens on a tie on a deception check? Do you know? What happens in a tie in combat? Uh, who's the attacker? I'm attacking your lie to suss out the truth. Mm-hmm. You're See, presenting a defense. More, right. I'm yeah. like, my AC is 17. Mm-hmm. And you're like, sword of truth. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, owie, no, you stabbed my lie. Mm-hmm. So you know that I do not. You see right through me trying to act like I'm rich and I have money to burn. Yeah. So Warak will be like, well, I don't know about the finest tailor in town, but maybe we could hit up a fantasy TJ Maxx for you, kid. That seems also good. Yes, some deals, maybe a 20% off coupon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, be um, yeah. Well, like, what do we even have right now? Do you, like, don't I, you have a nice shirt? Or? Uh, maybe not. Honestly, <laughs> this might be the nicest thing I own. Whoopsies. Yeah, so I have, to, like look you up and down yeah. and what are you wearing? I'm wearing blacksmith's tools. <laughs> And that's yeah. it. <laughs> that's it. Maybe you just got a, a bow and some just tools. Just strategically <laughs> just placed tools. leather apron. Just the tools. No pants. <laughs> no way. I don't need them. All right. Well, maybe, maybe we do need to get you shopping a little bit. Just a little bit. It, it doesn't need to be extravagant. I'll pull it back a bit. It doesn't need to be the world's greatest. Everybody roll an intelligence check to see if you know of a cost-effective tailor. Yes. Fourteen. Well, so I, I'm just wondering if I add anything to that um, because I have an ability which is called Jack of All Trades. You can add half your proficiency bonus rounded down uh, to any ability check you make that doesn't already include it. That seems like it. Okay, cool. So that's a five. Oof. I don't wear clothing. That's exactly it. I got a two. Dang. So. Coriander. <laughs> uh, what, what do I know about there, some coals in uh, in this city? There's actually a tailor shop um, on your way. Like, you're on the western side of the wall of this city. And mm. the city's divided up into four quadrants that are the cardinal directions. So, by that western gate, as you would walk out to the barracks and then walk back into the city... Um, there is a tailor shop <gasps> called the Twinkle Tailor. Oh. Ooh. They have a big sign in their window that says they have 20% off for <gasps> any Oasian <gasps> refugees. Yes. That's a brilliant promotion because yeah. you know those people are looking for a good spring wardrobe right about now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you've heard good things from the other refugees. The guy that runs the shop is, is a good guy and, you know, he's on the level, so. Can I suggest what I think he should be named? His name is Neil Robman, because... Oh, okay, yes, that's <laughs> that's better. Because he's actually a listener mm-hmm. whose name I took from the Patreon. Okay, cool. Then never mind. I'll keep that joke to myself. <laughs> okay. Let's go to with the Twinkle Taylor. I promise I didn't make up that name. It's real, and it's over there. I don't know if I believe you. But let's go. Well, there's only one way to find okay, out. That's hi. true. You guys got to pay your bill, though. Pickles, you know we're good for it. Don't be like that. Just pay kidding, your fucking Pickles, bill, kid. I was, I, was, I was bribing him. No, I was <laughs> barbing him. What's the word? You know, giving him the old nudge, nudge. What? What's the word for that? A, I'm bad at these things. A jibe. A jibe. A jab? A jibe? Mm. A jest. A jape. Yay. A jape. Pickles, it was a jape. Of course we'll pay our Haha, <laughs> good one. Have a nice day. Bye. Come back. We should talk about Finding Daisy. Bye. We sure should. Every time I talk to that dragon, he reminds me about Daisy, which is fair. You know, my mother's missing. And that's definitely something I'm going to look into 
once I have the time. So you go to the tailor shop? Yeah. Okay. There is a vast collection of things in this tiny shop. It's very claustrophobic. Oh, fun. It seems like the tailor has been working hard to come up with designs for not just elves because mm. there are now these oasians just outside like the gate <laughs> yeah. where his shop is. So he's like Uh-oh. trying to trying to cash in maybe. On... Oh, well, that's a pivot. Yeah. Yep. He just says, hi, well, welcome to my tailor shop. Uh, what, can, what can I do for you? Hello. My name's Coriander. Hi. What, are you Twinkle? No, my name's Neil. Hi. Hey. Neil, hello. Yeah. Who's is Twinkle here? Uh, Twinkle is a uh, wistful name. That, yes, that's true. That I liked, <laughs> so I called my shop. Oh, that. Uh, that is a bit disappointing. But no matter. I won't. Uh, I won't get you in trouble for false advertising. We're here to buy some clothing. Okay, that sounds great. I got that. Oh. So, how can I help you, friend? Well, let's start with this, because this is how I like to shop. What's the fanciest clothes you have? What's the fanciest clothes you have? What's the fanciest clothes you have? Uh, So he shows you uh, on a mannequin, there's this very fancy dark blue and white, high-collared winter robes. There are several layers to them. And he says, this one is 20 gold pieces. (gasps) Well... Not that I can't afford that, but I don't want to upstage my, you know, less financially stable counterparts. I hate Coriander. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to roll another deception check. My deception check on pretending that I can't afford that is a five. Mm-hmm. So Neil is very used to people who had a lot and now don't have a lot coming into mm-hmm. this shop. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty yep. sensitive to that. That's nice of him. So he's like, well, let's discuss some options. Sure. What are you hoping to use this garment for? Is this everyday wear? Are you going to a fancy dinner party? Are More you... the second one than the first one. We should discuss rental options. Oh, yes, we should. <laughs> oh my, I didn't even know that was a thing. So something like this, um, I could rent out to you for two gold pieces a night. Oh, the the robes that you just showed me? Mm-hmm. Oh my. That's a, that's a good option. Torin, um, would these fit you? God, they don't look no. like they would. <laughs> the, do you have that is built size? for the physique of a sapling. Also, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if you're friends, but uh, turtles yes, generally don't. Clothes don't really do anything. Like, like <laughs> they don't keep them warm. So I have a selection of boots and hats and gloves for our you might infrequent turtle customers, but uh, yes, that would be. Uh, I would like to uh, peruse that if you. Yeah, sure. Uh, he leaves hats. you coriander for a moment and digs a couple of um, wicker, nice wicker baskets out from behind the counter and sets mm-hmm. them on the counter so you can go through them and see if there's something there you find suitably fancy. Oh, oh okay. I thought I thought he was getting out wicker baskets and being like, hat. you could wear this. <laughs> no. As a jerk. No. Hates turtles. Okay, great. That's way more. That's way better. They're filled with hats. How nice. How nice. To Coriander. He says, is this, are these the robes that you want? Is there something else that you, your size is sort of here? And he gestures sure. to yes. a, ra- a hanging rack of, of 
these robes. Right. You're shorter than most of these elves. That's right. Um, and I'm but not of a similar, of But of a similar build. <laughs> Thank you. So it's I sort think. of the junior section. Yes. <laughs> Are there any with superheroes on them? Tiny embroidered pictures of nomads. Cute. Oh, no. oh, yes. Now that you say that, this one has a cape. This one has a cape. And there is down here on the corner a local legend, the Thunder Toad. Oh, the Thunder Toad. He's embroidered Ooh. here. That's like a Paul Bunyan thing. Like, yeah. like, a, like a local yeah. myth of yeah. Thunder Toad. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it's going to be really hard for Corey not to buy the Thunder Toad. That's okay. <laughs> Except for that it reminds him of Felix, his <laughs> least favorite person in the whole world. Give me a second, Neil. I'd like to go through this rack and uh, pick the thing that I think speaks to me the most. All right. I, our, our rental rate is a flat two gold pieces. So uh, for yes. the fancy clothes on this rack in your size. So yeah, just uh, just let me know. And he goes over to Oriak and is like, is there anything I can help you find, friend? And Oriak has just been kind of standing in the corner, hands in his pockets, kind of glancing at things, <laughs> but not really like browsing. And he says, nah. I'm good, thanks, though. Okay. I got this armor, you know, I think the the shine it up and... It's fancy. Yeah. 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 Best thing I own, you know? It suits you. It suits you. Thanks. All right, well, I'll leave you all to your shopping, and he goes to, you know, leave you alone so you (laughs) can do some shopping. his his other jobs. (laughs) Corey looks at Oriak's armor kind of for the first time and is Mm -hmm. like, oh... That is nice. Like, <laughs> like it actually is like, oh, that armor is pretty cool. <laughs> like, I don't think Corey's really realized how cool your armor looks yet. Oh, but you're right. I mean, I will it's say shiny. that it's, uh, it's not like the coolest. It's just... <laughs> Um, That's how chainmail. But, but hey, you know what? Coriander's a very no armor or a little bit of leather armor sort of person. So like somebody with some nice, well kept armor on mm-hmm. that clearly knows how to pull it off is like mm-hmm. a cool looking person to Coriander for yeah. sure. Yeah. And is it clean? Is it or is it like a little fairly? Grungy? Yeah. It's a little. Gr- it's like this is what he wears for work. Sure. But like he is a paladin of a fairly powerful goddess, so like they have a certain appearance to keep up. Yeah, you represent yeah, exactly. in your life. It's like having a sponsor car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like it's exactly ha- it like that. It has to look good or else they'll be mad at you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. You're like yeah. Mary Kay. Cool. Yeah, but like... Mary DK. I, uh, yeah, Mary DK. <laughs> it's like a little bit... It is a little grungy. Like, I'm sure... Like, if, if you lined him up with a bunch of other paladins, his would probably be on the lower end mm-hmm. of uh, quality because, like, he couldn't afford to buy it himself. Sure. Whereas other paladins who came from but better also, off circumstances... But also, if you, if you line up a row of monks and you mm-hmm. would you wouldn't be like that guy's robes are i mean who cares right like yeah, you're, yeah. you're serving a holy order it's not yeah. you know you have a even measure of respect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it demands respect yeah even if exactly. it is even if it is dirtier right scratched or whatever yeah. so elise mm-hmm. i rolled a 21 on my perception check to find the coolest garments. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you want to handle present. If you want to just like give me two options and I'll choose the one I like more, like describe a couple of them to me, even um, in just the colors of them. And then I'll choose, you know, I mean, whatever you want to do. Everything here is kind of that it's some shade of blue mm-hmm. with a trimming of white. That's cool. what the nobles their, are like into. Yeah. It's kind of the in thing this season is to kind of mirror those royal colors. Cool. There are varying shades of that. So if you wanted like a more teal one, there's a more teal one. There are ones that have trains and things like that. Not 
train patterns like choo-choo no. trains are there any with trains on them uh, there is no such thing as trains but i thought there were no such thing as spaceships until that's an episode true ago. that you know of there's no <laughs> such thing as of. trains i'm from trains there are a few patterned ones <gasps> there's one with a horribly obnoxious peacock pattern on it okay so here's the thing about coriander Coriander dresses really simply because he doesn't think about clothes ever. Right. He doesn't want to. He's like, I'm going to wear this gray cloak. Do you want to ask your friends to help you pick something yes, out? Yes, I do. <laughs> so Corey's first instinct when he thinks what's dressing fancy is dressing <laughs> big, <laughs> like is being loud. And and I'm worried about that. So I'm going to take the peacock one on the hanger or whatever, and I'm going to hold it up to myself and walk over to to whichever one of you is closest or both of you. Yeah. And so you be like, what do you think of this one versus, and then I hold up the like regular blue, just like standard, nice nomad one. Like, what, what do you think? Do you think I could pull this off or should I play it safe? And then the video game prompt comes up, just like move left to choose peacock, <laughs> move right to choose. Yeah. So Oriak also does not know much about clothes. <laughs> But um, I think this is going to be a tough group. I think, well, I think that where he grew up, louder was better. Mm-hmm. So he should be like, what are you even talking about? Definitely that peacock thing. Oh, yes. I mean. You want to stand out, right? I do want to stand out. I want to Yeah, impress. go try it on. It looks respectable. It looks appropriate for court. What do you think, Torrid? You know, I think that you're from space. You're right. I think I'm glad that, you remembered. I think that given what I know of your personality... You would just get bored and uncomfortable in that the blue uh, outfit. <laughs> go with the peacock. Yes, I think the decision's been made. I'll go try it on, but I robes fit pretty yeah, much. They you know, fit. they they just yeah. go over mm-hmm. your back. Right. Great. So I'll hold this for you until um, when did you say it was tomorrow? Is- the day after tomorrow, starring Ian Home. Yes. And Amy <laughs> Rossum from Phantom so of the I'll, Opera. So I'll uh, keep this aside for you. And you. Uh, when you're ready to come pick it up, bring your to- two gold pieces by and uh, you can have it for the evening. And then uh, you bring it on back to me, friend. After, uh, you know, 24 hours? Yeah, Is that- yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, I, I shall do many fancy things while I have this garment in my possession. <laughs> but safe fancy things that will not ruin the garment. Oh, Oh, no. The DM now <laughs> is worried for you. So he actually pulls out a little contract and it basically says if you do ruin or irreparably get this thing dirty, you will owe him the full 20 right. GP. Um, That's okay. I have way more than exactly 15 gold. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. The biggest risk we've taken. <laughs> Corey checking out this. So do you sign it? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. So he. But he, I read the whole thing, unlike some people. <laughs> he has you write your name on sure. a little slip of paper cool. and he puts it on the hanger and he sets it. He hangs it nice. up behind the counter for you. Awesome. So it'll be there and yes. ready for you to. I'm so excited to wear this piece of clothing. <laughs> Torin, did you find anything? So I think that Torin did some looking around. And found a fairly large derby style hat with a wide brim. Sure. And probably some like blue and white feathers. Yeah, feathers. Coming out Mm -hmm. of it. And then there's like, you know, a a ribbon around it. So extravagant. I love it. (laughs) Actually, I think rather than feathers, he would do like a winter floral arrangement in there. Uh, Maybe like Mm. snowdrops and like a small branch with like some flowers 
on it. Mm-hmm. But cool. yeah, it's probably, I would say that it is about two and a half to three feet in diameter. Yeah, it's a big boy. Oh my God. It's a very big boy. <laughs> Somewhat ludicrous, but also, you know, he is large enough and wide enough that, yeah. that it suits him without being overwhelming. How many silver pieces and a gold piece? Ten? Ten, yep. yep. Neil says, oh, yeah, that's uh, that's normally that hat's normally a gold piece. But uh, I know you're from Oasis originally. Uh, So uh, we do have our 20 percent off deal. So it'd be eight silver pieces if you'd like to buy that very fetching hat, my friend. Wonderful. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Eight gold pieces. All right. Eight silver. Eight silver. Eight, eight silver. Gold. Yeah, I'll that's... take eight gold pieces. <laughs> that's a pretty uh, good dear. tip. That's 7,000%. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will, uh, I will buy. Okay. I will that buy sounds great. Uh, are you sure you don't want anything, Oriok? Nah, I'm good. What, well, you some... think this doesn't look good? No, it looks amazing. But like, look at these little bow ties. Do you th- I think you could pull off one of these. He, he just gives you a look, <laughs> kind of like the look I'm giving David, just this like... And Coriander's no. <laughs> holding one bow tie at the beginning, and he start he pulls off another one, and he is like, eh? and then more, eh? increasingly desperate and increasingly afraid, but committed to the bit of trying to show you every bow tie oh, to no. convince you that you should wear one. No matter how many of those you pull off of the display of this fine gentleman, I mean, I ain't gonna buy one. Now you gotta put all those back too. Don't make him do it. All right, I put them all back one by one, perfectly. <laughs> It's like having a dad. <laughs> <laughs> but can I? No. Will you wear this, please? All right, are you all done shopping here? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what, wait, what else did you well, want? Uh, I have these, uh, I just have a set of common clothes that like I acquired. Um, By murdering someone? <laughs> well, no, it was like, uh, I was given this like package of all the things that you need. Uh, and I don't really need them. Sure, I, I can buy that for you for a silver piece. All right, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do. Okay, great, thanks. What a deal. All right, you folks have a good day. We'll, we'll, see, you, we'll see you back here day after tomorrow to pick up your peacock outfit. Oh, so excited. Well, now that we're ready. By the way, uh, Corey, um, yes. while we're like dispensing things in that package that I was given. I was right. given arrows and oh. a long bow. Oh, those are nice. Do you have any interest in those? Because I, well, I should clarify. I have um, an unstrung long bow. <laughs> what? You know what? I'm not going to ask. I don't need two long bows. I don't All think right. that's really something I can do with my body. Some people maybe could fire two at once. I don't know. I, I don't need that, but I'll take all the arrows you've got. I have 20. Well, now I have 38. That's a full quiver. <laughs> wow. I feel like you just have two quivers now. Yeah, I'm one of those. Yeah. It was nice to see you both. It was. Uh, Torin, especially you. We've been through a lot. No offense, Oriaka. You're also very nice. None taken. But I'm going to go wash my back now and lay on some ice. <laughs> Sounds good. I gotta get back to uh, to my ma. She's probably wondering where I'm at. It took a little longer than expected with all this shopping. So yeah, cute. Well, what are you gonna do? Corey's got a shop. That's true. Um, an interesting kid. Kid. It was good to see both of you. If you need me, I will be at... Eliander's house there usually or in the camps usually be in the musicians quarter of the of the refugee camps otherwise uh where are you staying Corey? oh we're above the bakery the blue rose uh all of us uh there's you know it's kind of 
jarring to really remember how many of us there are when we don't have a whole house and yard to spread out in. Right, right. And Lots of kids. <gasps> Must I be hard not having your own room. I assume you had your own room. Oh, I sure did. What a luxury. <laughs> oh, I am that. <laughs> Coriander, a luxury, a luxury. true home. Oh my gosh. A luxury few can afford. Mm, literally but many desire. Literally and metaphorically. Is Lenora with you? Well, that's a great question. Yes, technically speaking. No, emotionally speaking. You know, Jordan and Aubrey uh, have been missing since Oasis. Sunk fell, was destroyed, etc., right. etc. Et right. So she's sort of been trying to figure out where they are, asking around, going on day-long trips to I don't know where, and you know, getting by, but she's not Lenora that I thought I could rely on, which right, is a bit, right. a bit scary to me, to see her in this not completely desperate state, but certainly more so. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I will, uh, we should catch up sometime, uh, could I come over for breakfast in a, sometime? A few days, maybe? Sure. Know. Yeah, I'll, uh, you know, sometime after the, the whole palace shenanigans, I'll have you over. I've I've been on this bagel kick, and I think I've got something you'll really like. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. You know, there's a, a play in town. It's a new work. <laughs> oh. It just opened up. Um, I don't know, Oriak and, uh, and Corey, if you were interested in going, I was going to go pick up tickets. Maybe after the palace thing, we could go see a show. Ooh, see a play. What's it called again? Well, it's uh, it's called Adonis colon Hunk. I'm I'm in. I I do like Hunk. Is that a is that in the Hunk series? <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. It's Spin-off canon. It is canon, but it's like an alternate universe. But it is okay. in the same series. Yeah. yeah, as the Incredible Hunk. Yeah. Cool. My secret is I'm always hunky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always hunky. You made it to the middle. It's me, David, your dad. And it's time to take out the trash. There's a lot of it in there, and you can't watch this football until you take out that trash. Welcome to season two. I hope you're enjoying this new business that we're up to, the new locations, new characters, new players. If you are, tell us. Just yell about us on the internet, and we'll hear. But especially if you yell into the right places. That's good. Like iTunes, that's a good place to yell. Or sometimes Facebook is good for yelling, but not at your family about gun rights. It's not the place for that. Keep those conversations for a nice, cozy Thanksgiving dinner when it's the last thing that your grandma wants. Maybe just tell your grandma about us. There we go. If your grandma's rich, tell her to visit the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash thefableforge. And it's a place where you can donate money to us. And when you donate money to us, not only do you get the great feeling of having supported artists that are making something that you like, which is nice, you also get to join us on our Discord, maybe be able to send in items or potentially have a character named after you like Rowan Goodlad and Neil Robin in this very episode. Speaking of episodes, the next episode comes out Tuesday, October 8th. Mark your calendars. That phrase makes me think that I really want a friend named Mark to be carrying a bunch of fragile day planners and then slip on an optimally placed banana peel just so I can yell, 
Mark your calendars. I can't believe you listen to this show. So you return to the bakery, Coriander, and waiting for you is the the son of the owners. His name is Adam. He's early 20s in elf age. Yeah, who knows what that is. He looks kind of confused. And he tells you that a small figure gave him this letter in an alleyway behind the bakery when he was taking out the trash uh, early this morning. Oh. He remembers very little of the figure. They were clothed in a maroon cloak and had a half a mask over their face. And they said only the words for Corey to, to him. When he looked up from the note uh, to say something, the figure had vanished. The note is written on plain parchment and has no name written on it. The script written is written in green and is neat and small, but not uh, not written in a hand that you recognize. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, thank you, Adam. You're welcome. I'll see you later. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Yeah, yes, there's the, the bread. Yes. Bye. 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 He Bye. turns red and books it. I also turn red and turn around and mumble. I always know what to say to other people. Why? It's so hard to know what to say to him. Anyway. Hmm. This phantom of the opera that gave him this note. I wonder who that could be. I say to myself as I open the note and read it out loud. <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> Kid, meet me behind the rose hedge in the park tonight. The queen is coming to Nomad. Must discuss, period. M. I've never seen James Bond. I bet it's that. I bet it's that one. M. Mother. Could be. Probably not. I don't think she's ever written a letter in her life. Ouch, sick burn. Oh, take that, Daisy. I'm not coming to find you. There's only one thing to do with information like this. Do the thing. Meet them at the Rose Hedge in the park. All right, so you do that? I sure do Do you take any precautions? Uh, Would you well, like to roll a perception yeah. check and well, see if you're being followed? Here's what, yeah, here's what I'm up to. I would like to wear my hooded cloak just to kind of avoid being noticed or recognized potentially. Although I stick out maybe less than certainly Torrent. <laughs> Torrent's pretty iconic. Uh, and probably some lots of other refugees because there are plenty of people that are not elves that are now here in right. Nomad. But I look, you know, I can pass as, a, as an elf-shaped person. So I'm going to wear a hooded cloak, probably one of my gray ones, just nondescript put my hood up and walk there. And the whole time, especially because I was kind of tingly, my sixth sense was going at the tavern earlier. I'm going to make sure that I'm not being followed by rolling my perception check, Okay. which is a 24. Nope. You don't really sense. Good. I'm off the grid, baby. Nobody knows. So I get to the park Mm-hmm. And I look for a rosebud or whoever this is. The rose hedge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The the figure that Adam described to you is standing under a tree. And as you approach, they look over at you and roll. I don't know. What would you roll to recognize this person? Perception again? Yeah, sure. Or just like, do I? Oh, well, they have <laughs> like, half a mask on. So oh, it's so a little it harder a than challenge. that. Okay, yeah. okay. I got a 20 on my perception and a 16 uh, on my insight. It's, it's Murdoch. Yes. 
that's the person I was hoping for. <laughs> How good. I Okay, so Corey's definitely going to power play this one. He recognized yes. Murdoch through the mask. So he's going to yeah. be like, oh, hey, Murdoch. Nice disguise. Thanks. You knew who I was already. It wasn't for you, but... Ugh. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Good job. She pats, oh, she pats oh, yeah. you on the shoulder. Oh, thank you so much for that pat on the shoulder. Yeah, I've you're had, my back has had a big day. I We've all been there, I guess. <laughs> you and Sheridan. Eh? Yikes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I didn't want to think about it either. Go on. I don't really know how to bring this up. You're kind of the only person I can talk to because your sister's kind of, well, you're too... Your two more competent sisters are out of commission, more or less, right. and your brother's got a family to worry about. So, uh, remember, like, a week ago when Sheridan and I showed up to your house? And yes, who could forget? We were talking about that queen who was ah. killing people and yes. turning uh, their worship towards herself. Devani, yes. Oh, see, I was thinking Queen Totino's. <laughs> queen Devani is, it was a brand of pizza, and I couldn't remember which one it was. Yes, I love her. Wait, no, I hate her. No, you don't like yes, her. Yes, yes, that's what yeah, I tell she's me. She's basically yeah. slaughtering religious orders and then turning Ugh. the worshippers' devotion towards herself, trying Oof. to send herself to godhood, blah, 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 blah. She's coming to Nomad tomorrow. What, tomorrow? Yeah, and uh, I'm going to kill her. So. Well, this has been a good meeting. <laughs> I extend my hand to shake Murdoch's <laughs> hand. It looks like you're taking care of business. Is there something you me for? Well, I uh, I want you to keep an eye on Nomad when you get in there because I'm a little worried that he's next. Wait, so are you saying she's coming here tomorrow? We're not going to meet Nomad until two days from now. She's coming for a diplomatic visit and uh, oh. I'm worried that she's real sneaky, okay? Mm. She turns people against each other. She turns organizations against each other. And uh, I don't know when my opportunity is going to come to strike, but any intel you can give me about that palace, something about where she's staying, sure, anything sure. like that, if anything seems off about the situation, any intel you can get, you know, I've heard that you're you're going. We are. In a uh, couple days. Day so after tomorrow. Great. Just pay attention. And anything sure. you can relay back to me. Yes, if we see... Uh, do you think she'll be staying in the palace? Is that, how, assume, is that how these things work? Yeah, I assume okay, so. Okay, well then I'll, I'll try to figure out where she is. Yeah. Do you want me to get her if I have the chance? That would be a really stupid idea. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say, that would be so nice of you. Uh, it would be really great. Uh, <laughs> she's got that uh, red dragon squad. Oh, right. I forgot. You guys had a, you folks had a run-in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Of one of the captains. Un. <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, you know what, Murdoch? As always, you're right. You you know what's best. I won't stab anyone. Well, I, mean, I, sh I, would I shouldn't promise that. I would rather you didn't die. So that sure. would be, that would be great. Daisy is an important person to me and therefore her children are important people to me and I would rather that you didn't die, actually. Oh, thank you. So Aww. please just intel. Just I am intel. an assassin by trade. Let me sure, sure, sure. let me do my thing. The intel of what happens when I stab. Well, it's been good talking to you. I just, I just. I jape as well. <laughs> I do both. There oh. are many words for what I do. Yeah, good one. Uh, it's been good to see you as well. Murdoch, you're looking wonderful and your mask is cool. Thanks. I I made fun of it. This might shock you, but uh, 
a teenager's opinion on my looks is not actually something I'm worried about. So I'll see you later. You should smile more. <laughs> she stabs you. <laughs> that is the perfect way for Corey to die. <laughs> Goodbye, my duck. Be careful. So y'all meet in the city square day after tomorrow. Corey's decked out in his beautiful peacock regalia. Mm. Bling! Shining in the winter I look so sun. Good. Ah. So you're all standing there waiting for the yeah. coach to arrive to put us in the game. You're all standing there waiting for this coach in the royal coach pickup lane of the town square. <laughs> yes. Are we all there on time, Oriak? Nope. <laughs> nope. Ryan, yells Oriak from just the a, distance. <laughs> just a little bit late again. Um, I'm terribly sorry about this. Uh, we're gonna stall the stall the carriage for a few minutes. Our friend is going to come, and I'm sure. As you're like in the middle of saying that, he's like, "Hey, sorry, I'm late. Got a little tied up." Have these two met, Cedar? Cedar being your boyfriend? Uh, no. Okay, mm-hmm. I need you to roll a perception check. Oh, what the? F- okay, nineteen. He's following you. Cedar is, has followed you to, to the royal coach. What? Oh my, okay. So what does that look like? Like how far behind yeah. uh, is you, so, so Cedar Longbeard is a uh, a dwarf of average height and build for a dwarf. Mm-hmm. He has shoulder length blonde hair and a blonde well-shaped beard that falls just to the base of his neck. I think you turn kind of quickly and just like, just to like glance behind you mm-hmm. and you see him like duck into an alley. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Sneaky boy. So, so then what Oriak does is, you know, I imagine like he was in the middle of telling you like, no, I'm here. Don't worry about it. And then sees Cedar and he's like, just wait one fucking minute. I gotta take care of something. I'll be right back. And he like books it to this alleyway. Corey's head peeks out of the, you know, the coach that yeah. we're sitting in, like, okay, Ooh. I gotta see this. Yeah. Like, you, you, what's about to happen? Doran's head pokes out above Corey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Both wide-eyed, like a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> yeah, you see Oriok just, like, angrily storming towards this alley, maybe pushing, like, a child aside, <laughs> roughly. Like, get out of my way! A child! It had to be a child. Cedar! Get, get your ass over here! Oh... Hi. What the hell are you doing out? I was just gonna go scope out that palace situation. What the? What? No, I'll go home. I'll ha- go home. All no, right, go yeah. home. You gotta go back to the prison camp. All right. I want you out. You know that, but you can't be just sneaking out. This looks very, very bad. Well, this is very bad. Nobody saw me. That's not. <laughs> it's not about being caught. It's about the principal. You. I need. I need to report you. You gotta come with me. What? I'm sorry, but if the, the, I said I'd go me, back, you put me in a very bad position All here. Right. Do you understand? Yeah. He runs. God fucking damn it. See that? And, do you uh, chase him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> the coach is going to leave without you. And I try to persuade the, uh, the driver to just, it's some personal issues, uh, but he will be back. I swear. Maybe 15. Oh, I mean, I, I can I can give you five minutes, but yeah, five minutes. That's that's great. Uh, Oriok's um, pretty fast. That, <laughs> that might work. Okay. Come on, Corey. <laughs> what are we running at? Are we I going? Mean, are we going? We're going. You, Let's Corey, go. Corey, can you just like wing a kneecap? What? Gonna have to catch him first. If you could, my half orc friend, roll mm-hmm. perception. Okay. 
because he he ran around the corner, so he's out of your out of your sight. So as you turn the corner, eighteen, the lid of a sewer thing drops. <laughs> Horiak <laughs> just is just fuming now. He's like, I just polished my fucking armor, and now I gotta go down and chase you in the fucking sewer. <laughs> and he lifts up the sewer yep. and great, and um, just like throws it aside and jumps down. You can't fit. I can't fit. You can fit. Oh no! Down the down the culvert, uh-huh. like down the like tube. But any of the things running in either direction. Cedar sized. Can I can I crawl? Can I squeeze through? Well, we were a party of three until our friend got stuck in the sewers and died. He was chasing his boyfriend. And well uh, roll haven't a, we roll all a been squeeze there? check. <laughs> okay. So he'll just so he's like down the sewer now. I'm imagining like knee deep in just sludge. And Sludge. like he he probably didn't even know like which way no. left or right did Cedar go. Right. So he's just like this fucking guy, and he he yells down the town. If I didn't love you, I'd fucking kill you. You know that. <laughs> I don't even care if I'm a paladin. I would do it. We'll fucking talk when I get back from this damn meeting. Okay. I hope you can still hear me. I'll see you tomorrow. God this son of a bitch and he like climbs up out of the sewer just super angry and now very dirty are we standing there should we be just kind of standing by the sewer like listening to this tirade that you've been going on and getting increasingly more afraid of you yeah i imagine there's like a slight crowd forming around Mm -hmm. and people just like what is happening what is going on in the sewers garbage people are swearing and yelling it's fine it's just a just a domestic dispute uh don't worry about it coriander considered putting the lid back on the sewer while you were still in there just for fun. <laughs> it's, it's good that you did it. It's good. I don't think he could have lifted it, to yeah. be honest. As you are climbing out, mm-hmm. Torn is like, oh, that that smells. And he puts out his hand. And as you are climbing, like, at the level of the sewer, mm-hmm. the grime just sort of, like, slides off of mm-hmm. your armor. Mm-hmm. I'm casting Prestidigitation. Oh, that's Ooh, nice. Fancy. What a Where good friend. Where I can clean... Or soil an yeah. object. Oh, oh, Aww. that's important to know. So I just make you clean as you Aww. come out of the sewer. What a pal! It's like yeah. giving somebody a towel. That's yeah. So, nice. yeah. so Oriak, uh, as you, as you as you like, notices that you're like doing this, for it's like, oh well, what the thanks that uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, Sorry you had to see that. It's uh, see it as uh, <laughs> see that my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your uh, that's your boyfriend. Hey, Oriak. Yep. Seems like a fun was, guy. Was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You good? Uh, well, I'm fine. I ain't in prison and I ain't busting out to come and scope out the fucking castle. But yeah, it seems weird. So I's. I'm fine. Yeah, that I don't know about so. him, but. What, is he going to steal from the palace? I don't know. You know what? Whatever. That's your this problem. Is just, this is not going to look good at his hearing. I'll tell you that. Uh, but, you know, every, Everyone deserves redemption. Everyone deserves justice. Sure. That's sound, just like that that's just like, like a, a a mantra that Oriak just tells himself very often when dealing with Cedar <laughs> <laughs> and his uh, escapades. Oh, wonderful. Maybe we can get Cedar to kill Devani. You know, Corey <laughs> thinks to himself and does not say out loud. Cedar seems down, <laughs> down for some stabbing. He's he's down for a lot of he's down for a lot of stuff. Y'all, I I look at my fantasy watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wait, 
the coach is uh, waiting. Are we are we good? Good, good I mean, as we'll ever be. Like, sure. let's, let's get going. Are we good enough yeah, to go to this palace? We'll have to okay, be. Okay, that's the perfect way to say that. Let's do it. Team good enough on three. One, two, three. <laughs> It'll do. <laughs> I know I said the other thing before and I said a different one this time and I apologize. But that was good enough. But I got to keep you on your toes. All right, let's no. get out of here. So you arrive at the palace gates. You're invited in. Rowan Goodlad, the royal scribe, meets you sort of in the receiving area. It's this very tall, elegant palace, very empty feeling with ice blue and silver and white banners hanging down the receiving hallway, blue carpets, white marble. It's very ostentatious. Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. He introduces himself. He says, I'm, I'm Rowan Goodlad. He, him. You wrote the letter. I did write the letter. Please follow me this way. And he leads you through the receiving hall to the throne room. There are these big doors that swing open easily at his touch. Ooh. Mm. And before you stands Nomad, who is clad in blue and white. They're very humble robes compared to <laughs> Corey's. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're clearly royal robes, but they're not practical. There is a train on the topmost robe. Mm-hmm. Um, Choo-choo, baby. No. <laughs> uh, a whole train. A whole train. He has white hair that falls to his mid-back. He is a very, very handsome person. I based him off of Alan Yu from the Netflix series Ice Fantasy. Oh, my. Uh, yes. The character's name is Ying Kong Shur, if you want to look him up. And he turns to greet you, and he smiles, and he says, Welcome to my palace. Please sit down. And he gestures to a long table and moves to join you. Original setting and story by Elise Kallenbach. Editing and music by David Gucci. Ambient sound effects provided by Sirenscape. Intro by Marshall Dean. This program is made possible by listeners like you. Visit us at patreon.com backslash thefableforge to donate. Thank you. Let's talk about the highlights and nominate some inspiration. Yay! So let's go around in a circle and tell me your favorite scene from tonight. Lauren, you'll go first. Our like trying on clothes at the at the shop scene was really great. <laughs> I really liked um, Torin's outrageous hat. I liked the sewer sequence and Oriok's uh, relentless pursuit of cedar. These two middle-aged guys just like running, chasing each other in the streets, yelling at each other. I didn't think about it like that. (laughs) What's not to love? Yeah, which is pretty great. The whole shopping scene basically was very good. And if that scene itself can get inspiration, I say we award that scene inspiration. Give it to Neil Robman. Yeah, Neil Robman gets inspiration. A listener and an awesome shopkeeper. Yeah, very accommodating. He was, yeah. He was a nice guy. He, was. he is in real life, too. Okay, I'm going to give the inspiration to Oriak for the pursuit because I was surprised by it. And that's always a good thing to be surprised yeah. as a DM. So Thanks. all in favor? Aye. Aye. Me. 
Lauren, are you in? Okay, great. (laughs) No, I don't want it. Okay, give yourself some inspiration there, buddy. Ding. The way that we're going to do this is that um, she'll have to use that by the end of the next episode or that inspiration will go away. End of episode. Bye, everyone. See you next time. Bye. (laughs)